0: <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something that J-Man would do. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Welcome everybody to the Podeskew podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, brother?
0: What's up, brother? How are you today?
1: Um, good, man, good. So this is going to be a quick opening. This is not a normal episode for people, though. Though it starts like one, um, we have decided right. to uh, release the the long anticipated and drastically overhyped pilot episode of Pot Askew, which really isn't oh. even a pilot. It's really our first conversation, just getting to know each other, and we decided that at some point in the conversation, let's start recording it.
0: So Just like with all first dates, it was super awkward and no one was really finishing a uh, story, and so it, yeah, it, it's really awkward. Uh, and there was going to be like- no
1: sex, so it really is like a first date.
0: yeah i mean we we just became like hardcore fucking buddies uh but like that you could definitely hear the the transition from how he and i talked to each other and how all the previous episodes were super laid back and relaxed and we can actually have a conversation and this first one is just like us just not knowing what we're doing and the levels are all off the sound the equipment was all fucked up for us and yeah so it was, like, it was very much a rough draft let's put it that way
1: oh definitely rough is the the key word there. <laughs> it's very rough so hey anyone listening to this be aware that the levels are bad i did my best to fix them um but they're bad and so it's gonna be a rough listen and i hope you'll sit through the whole thing but i would understand if you can't because it is it is hard on the ears
0: if it was any more rough, it would be fucking barking like a dog. That's how rough this fucking thing oh, is. Oh, that's it,
1: it, that's terrible.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's, which is worse, my shitty joke or the whole episode?
1: It's actually apropos of the episode
0: itself. Yeah. Because- <laughs> it's, it's really me just trying to like, like, because we didn't really know our senses of humor. Yeah. Uh, no. Sense of humor's is the I thought proper. Uh, right. And. For all.
1: We're we're having a lot of fun right now, and on a very quick, serious note, you can really hear the getting to know each other through it all, yeah. which is really kind of neat. Um, at least for me, as as looking back on our friendship being six months and twenty some odd episodes old at this point, you know, which is funny because sometimes people I know people that have jumped in late that think we've known each other for years at this point, yeah, and we haven't, and <clears throat> that's a cool thing I think.
0: It's, it's definitely, I mean, I've already, I've listened to the rough, the, I listened to the un, unedited footage when you sent it to me, like. Oh, months month ago. After. Yeah,
1: I forgot I sent you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I remember being like, this is, I, I didn't question our podcast. I didn't question us moving forward, but I definitely questioned myself. I'm like, wow. Well, I just start shit and never finish a fucking story. And like, I, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't I fucking like, Start giving you a recipe and then just never finish it.
1: I, I no well, I don't know that it didn't finish. The recording ends. We just stopped recording it, so I don't know that you didn't finish giving me the, the story or the information. But we stopped the recording <laughs> randomly in the middle right, of so, you telling me a story. So I don't know. Um,
0: I don't know so why the-
1: or how or what, but. <laughs> Needless to say, so this
0: episode is a clear like observation of my sex life. It's a really weird start and a really awkward finish. That's 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 how this is. So watch, enjoy wow. a, a, a journey with Stephanie. us. And, oh no, I, I mean, uh, well, yeah, poor Stephanie. Poor Stephanie for <laughs> all the other random reasons. Um, uh, but um, oh,
1: <laughs> so so real quick for people, the reason we're putting the pilot out and not like a true blown what we do episode is is multiple reasons number one we just passed our 20th episode which i think it's a good time to put the pilot out we've we've done 20 episodes already rico can you believe that shit i mean seriously
0: i actually i can't believe that shit i i i'm actually kind of surprised it wasn't more to be perfectly honest because the amount that i talk i would have thought we would have done at least 50.
1: <laughs> and that's the irony in the pilot. As people will hear, there's a point where I actually say to you, Rico, sometimes I tend to ramble. You need to reel me in. And I think that's the only time that's ever happened <laughs> in 20 yeah, episodes. Yeah,
0: we did not know each other at that point.
1: No. So, um yeah, guys. So, just to give a quick, quick intro, we start. You the episode starts in the middle of us discussing Kevin Smith directing an episode of The Flash right before he had his heart attack, and then it picks up from there.
0: So, so it's a it's a timely piece.
1: Yeah, it's very timely. But um, for those listening and under trying to figure out like why it starts the way it starts, we didn't actually decide. I I vaguely remember that day, and we didn't even start decide to start recording until after we talked for like. Half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. I think I think we started talking first and we're like, you know what, things are going well. Let's record it and just see where it goes. And so we kind of picked it up in the middle of the conversation.
0: And it's been all downhill from here.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. So (laughs) um that said, there we go. So um enjoy everybody. Thank you for listening as always. And we are in the process of putting together an actual usual askew episode, which will be out the week after this, so yeah, this isn't a prolonged absence. We just didn't have an opportunity to record anything for the very quick reasons that I had a wedding to go to. Um, we can announce now, and we'll get into the details later. But Steph is moving in with Rico. She's moving from LA to Oakland to to live with Rico, and so they've yeah, been preparing she, for that. We're, we're,
0: we're both making a big job. We, neither of us had really lived with, um, another partner. So it's going to be a big deal. But the good news is that, you know, we'll probably, you know, you listeners will actually probably hear Steph a whole lot more because, uh, she'll be in the same room with me.
1: Well, and from the feedback I've gotten, she's the, the, the most favorite person on our show. So <laughs> I think that'll be good for them.
0: Oh, I, I, I I, she's definitely my favorite. I, I'd rather
1: listen to her than me, honestly. I'd rather listen to her than you too. So, anyway. <laughs> You're <such a> dick. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, so what we were just talking about was, you know, the Kev, um, sent, you know, Kev being in in the Flash world. I don't, and I won't spoil anything for you. And yeah, they did make an appearance as security guards because you said you knew that. What I didn't expect from that part, and this ruins nothing about the episode, but they really were Jay and Silent Bob. It's like Jay and Silent Bob got jobs. I didn't think that's what they were doing. I thought it was just going to be them playing characters and it being those two people that we know. But no, it was Jay and Silent Bob. Kev didn't say a word and had the hat on backwards, and Jay ran his mouth. The only thing he didn't do was curse because it's network television.
0: Curse or smoke or do drugs and shit like that.
1: Well, right, because they really were only on for maybe a minute in total. Like, they were not on very long at all. It was a very quick pop-up, which I also think is good, because he's taking a bunch of shit for even being on for that long. If you've read uh, Twitter and other social media, he took a bunch of shit about, like, of course he had to put Jane Silent Bob in the episode. (laughs) Like, right. first off, if you read shit, Flash, meaning that the executives came to him and said, hey, we want Jay and Bob in this episode. And they actually had to force him to do it because he kind of didn't want that at first. For exactly well, think, just, for this reason.
0: For this reason. But he didn't he also just have a heart attack? So, like, he's kind of like, look, I just need a break.
1: Well, that was... He directed the episode before the heart attack. I think he came oh, home okay. from directing four or five days before he had the heart attack. It's amazing to me
0: that he had a heart attack after he did his like, stand-up special.
1: Right, but he had done Flash right before that. Okay. So he did Flash, came home, I think a few days later, had the stand-up special, and had the heart attack.
0: Uh, a friend of mine was sort of like, he's not, he likes Kevin Smith, but he also can be like, I don't understand why everyone loves this guy that much, but I also <laughs> can understand it. But he, he said like, hey, when I told him about, uh, Kevin's heart attack, he's just kind of like, is that maybe a sign that like, he should just not do stand up?
1: Well, but he doesn't do stand up. It's, it's and, a and giant Yeah. But it's a giant Q&A and if you've ever watched The Nights with Kevin Smith because I think it's three of them right now they're really fucking good but it's it, it. look here's the thing so you were earlier asking about my love for Kev and where it came yeah. from and how it generated yeah. whatever and I've always been a fan like I said I liked clerics. I was okay with mall Rats. it took a while for mall Rats to grow on me but it's, it's not bad um, I agree the one that sucked me in initially like sucked me in was Dogma
0: yeah. I, I, was I, think, aware- I think most people can agree with that.
1: Yeah, I was aware of him. I knew who he was. I hadn't seen Chasing Amy. Like, I went from Rats to Dogma. And he, I, but I went with a friend and saw Dogma in theaters. That's the first one of his movies. I think it's the only one of his movies I've actually seen in theaters, is Dogma. And her and I both share the same religion view, views on religion, which are Similarly, in line with yours, um, I think she leans more towards atheism than than I do. I, I'm so conflicted on that thing. I'm certainly not a church-going person, that's for sure. But
0: but you were raised Catholic.
1: I was. So I. But so was Kev. You know. Yeah.
0: Kev. Um. So you're basically just a lapsed Catholic who is an agnostic without taking the plunge to atheism, because that's a deep, hardcore plunge when you when you can just basically say there is no God it it can it, it'll impact your life no matter what whether you feel a sense of freedom or a sense of more confliction being like oh shit I've been lied to my whole life right. what if my parents are aware what do they feel but to me an, an agnostic is just an atheist who just didn't take that that big that big jump and it's a big jump right. it was easy for me because my dad was an atheist is okay,
1: right, right, right. And, and that's a fair statement. I, I think that's a very fair description of what that is and probably where I'm sitting. I'm standing on the precipice. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not. Yeah.
2: Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh, look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, Geico makes it easy to bundle and
1: save on home and car
2: insurance, easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal.
1: Miles from the edge here, but that, I guess there's that little bit of doubt in the back of my head that if if we're wrong, (laughs) you know, but anyway, that's, and that's what it is. But then I can also, and and I don't want to turn this into a religious discussion, but I can also go on the, based on what I was raised on, because you said, that, like you said, I was raised Catholic. If there is a God and he's a forgiving God, he's not going to give a shit if you don't believe in him, because he's still going to love you, you know, but that's a whole nother conversation, you know?
0: Right. Um. So you, so you, so Dockman was the one that sucked you in, in a big bad way.
1: Right. But then, okay, so, So then, you know, but okay. So I'm gonna jump ahead because it's doing play by play or whatever is gonna be kind (laughs) of dumb. But what really sucked me into Kev's world as a whole was his podcasts. So I got to I, I. So what I do for work, I can't say where I work, but I'm a I'm a compliance analyst for a bank, and that job. I started off as a fraud investigator, and when I well, actually I started off in the call center. So you're sitting all day with a headset on answering phone calls, kind of like doing work Yeah, doing now, you, but it's not as much. Fun. Full
0: circle, not much change for you, buddy.
1: No, but I enjoyed this a lot more, believe me. I'm, anyway, I'm sure. Um, but when I got the job as the investigator, they introduced me to something I wasn't aware of, which was the concept of being able to bring an iPod to work, putting in some earbuds and listening to shit while you're doing your work
0: while I, you're slinging shit.
1: Right, cuz I've never had a job like that before. Prior to being in the call center, I was in retail. So I was I was Dante. I wasn't at a Quick Stop type store. I was at a uh, Sam Goody if you remember those. But
0: that that's what I'm basically doing. I I am a combination of Dante and Randall. I work right. at a fucking video store.
1: Yeah, but dude, you know what? Like there's something actually very cool about that. I don't know how to it, describe it, but yeah.
0: It is it is Legit awesome. Uh, my we'll talk about my job later, but like, so yeah, you were introduced uh, to you basically were given a reason to slack off at work.
1: Well, no, because actually, I feel I kind of feel like the podcast helped me focus, but anyway, it's a whole other story. Um, and I had started at first listening to music eight hours a day, and I love music. Music is one of my passions. Um, music's one of my passions, but eight hours of Metallica and things of that nature start to grind on your brain after a while so i knew people that were li- listening to podcasts and i didn't even know what one was at that point sure and they told me and so i started just kind of searching and i and i looked and oh kevin smith has a podcast well i like his movie so maybe i'll enjoy this And I forget which one the first one was. I want to say it was Smodcast. Like I went with. I think
0: Smodcast was his baby. So yeah, it is.
1: But by the time I came around, he already had Jay and and Bob, the. Get old Get old, right? And the beginnings of Fat Man on Batman and Babylon. So all those were already, you know. Up and running. They might so we're, we're, we're
0: looking back around, what, five years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago? Well,
1: this? Smodcast is 11 years old. Um, this was 2011-ish, late late 11, uh, early 12.
0: Okay, so oh, about yeah, seven Biden. years ago, Babylon was beginning. Uh, um, Fabian of Babin was, Fabian was at that point where he was just interviewing like Kevin Conroy right. and Mark Hamill.
1: Right, 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 yeah. So, so I, but I started with Smodcast. I listened to a few, but he was also doing the internet radio. So he had, he had plus one back then, which Mm -hmm. doesn't exist anymore. And I actually love that show. Jen is much more entertaining than she gives herself credit for. I loved plus one.
0: She has to have been entertaining because she was, she worked for like what, uh, uh, um, us today or something.
1: Well, she worked for them at one point. I think at one point she worked for MTV. Um, Mm -hmm. That's right. She's had a couple different jobs. So, yeah, but, um, uh uh-oh.
0: They're not just going to get boring people to to work for them. They're going to get people who actually can carry conversations.
1: Right, right, right. So, um, hold on one second. You all right, on. Okay. Hi, Debbie. No, Rico says hi. She's waving, but she's drinking. Oh, there you go. She said hello. I'm sure you can't hear it. Oh, here. You want to? No, you I can't. Wanna... All right. Sure. Anyway, uh, no, she's going outside for a cig- cigarette. I make her smoke outside. Um. Well, on that oh. note, I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to join her. I'm going to smoke inside, so fuck you.
1: Yeah, well, I'm allergic, so that's why she does it. She's kind to me that way.
0: She's good to you. You don't deserve it.
1: Yeah, yeah probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um. So, yeah. So I, but I started listening to Plus One. um, Then he had this, which I think might still exist. He had this morning show, but it was him and Jen every day. And so I didn't listen to it live because it's three hours, it's your time, not mine. So I would end up listening to it like a day behind or something like that because it would release the podcast, you know. So, right. And that's that's how I got in, really. And then when you know, as some of the shows dropped off, I'd still listen to you know, Feminine Batman, Batman and Babylon and whatever. My first listen of Babylon, I drive down to Maryland every year for Thanksgiving. It's a two and a half hour drive for where I live for Thanksgiving, and I brought my iPod. I plugged in because I can plug my iPod into my car. I plugged it into the car and I listen to Babylon all the way down. And I also listened to his book, Tough Shit. That he wrote, but he did the audio of a book of, and I listened to that on a trip too. So that's, that's where great. my. It's a good book. Yeah, it's a great book. And that's, yeah. but they, did you listen to the audio or did you read the book?
0: No, I read the book. I'm old school. I, I, I flip pages.
1: No, I've got no objection to that. But what, what made me want to listen to the book is he actually said something about it on one of the shows. I forget which one, that he treated it more like a podcast than he did just word for word reading the words on the page, and he did. So he read the book, but there were a lot of, like, this was inspired by spin-off stories that he did throughout the audiobook.
0: Sure, he went all over the place.
1: Oh, as as he does. I think he said As you and I that, also do. Well, is that kind of the idea?
0: Yeah, it's just going to make it harder for you to edit.
1: Oh well... Dude, if you could hear the raw footage of running the hamster wheel,
0: yeah. I it believe you. Yeah,
1: so, anyway... Um, if you need to rein me in, let me know. I can I can rein myself in, but that's you know
0: I don't know. I I'm I'm fine. You're you're, you're I'm just ha- look. All I'm looking at this is just I'm having fun conversations all the time with you. Whether we have interesting content or whether it makes us uh rich and famous, that's all secondary. But right. above all, I just miss having a really good, fascinating conversation with someone.
1: Yeah, you and me both, my friend. I. I... I can relate. I've lost a bunch of friends in the last year, not in like death words, but you know. So that sucks. <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, that's how I that's how I got in, and I just been you know hardcore since. And and honestly, when he when when the when I woke up on that Monday and saw his tweet that he had just had heart attack. My heart dropped into my stomach. I was like, "Holy shit, we almost lost Kevin last night."
0: Yeah, yeah, and- I was the same way. I, was, I because when I first read it, it was like the day after, so it was the after effect; that already happened. So I'm like thinking, "Oh my fuck!" Like one of my heroes died, and we all, and at the same time, I don't know about you, but I wasn't surprised because. He is a, he is a, he is fat man. Yeah. And he also, you know, was a big smoker for a long time. And he, and he, I mean, the first thing that happened, I was like, oh shit, I need to lose some weight. I need to quit smoking.
2: <laughs> yeah, I need to yeah. like
0: work on myself. And then, and then I saw the footage of him in the hospital. He was just like, Hey, I had a heart attack. What's going on? And, and, and he just talked about it. And, and I was like, okay, despite what happened, he is still clinging to life in a very positive centric way that is only him.
1: Right. Well, do you listen to the shows, yeah? No. Yeah, I do. Okay, so you've you've heard him talk about that? There's, I, is it? I think it's Smodcast. He literally goes through it step by step, and what he was feeling, how he was feeling, and at one point how he had just kind of come to terms with like, you know what? I took the ride and it wasn't half bad. And if this is the end of it, then all right, you know?
0: Well, he took it in a way where he just like, I just had to put my hands up and say, I, you know what, if this happens, this happens, you know, you know, I had a good ride, you know, I think he was more okay with that because he had in an almost, Symbolic way, he had almost literally died on stage, which is right. where I think he's at his most comfortable.
1: Yeah, probably. No, actually, I would take that back and say I think he's his most comfortable behind a microphone.
0: Which, in and of itself, is the same if he's thing. He's actually but... uncomfortable.
1: He... What's that?
0: I don't know if he's ever actually uncomfortable ever. That's
1: well, if he's according to him, if he's not wearing clothes, probably. But... <laughs> You're You're
0: right, yeah, don't see my dick,
1: yeah uh, that that was the funniest part. The thing that I found the most intriguing about the whole thing is when they had him at the theater still and they're you know doing an evaluation on what they need to do next, and they said something to him about the fact that he was high was probably what saved his life because it was keeping him calm. It was like, holy shit, I need to start smoking
0: weed. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I I had thought of that too, and I'm like, and maybe I should switch from camels to, to fucking doobie snacks. But at the same time, I was like, no, nah, I I, I'm, I can't function. I can't I can't smoke pot and go do shit. I don't understand how people can do that. Just like t- you know, get really baked and then go to work. And I'm like, I, that sounds like fucking murder to me, man.
1: Well, I you know what? And so I even before the heart, long over a heart attack, just because of how much he promotes doing it. I explored not doing it myself, but what, how it works, that whole thing. And I talked to some people who live in states that have uh, medical marijuana licenses. Um, Jersey does, but no, I know it's recreational where you're at at this point. But it it they've been utilizing it. And it's, I mean, it's medical marijuana is here in Jersey too, but it's a really fucking hard to get it. Like you can't just walk up to your doctor. There's like seven doctors in the whole state that are licensed to issue the prescription and stuff like that. Um But that aside, I was talking to a friend and he's like, telling me all these different strains and whatnot, and apparently there are ones that actually give energy. So like, I think that's the kind of stuff that Kev's using. Like, it's not the stuff that just flattens you and sits you on the couch looking fucked up for three, four hours, you know? Right. Yeah, and one of... I don't know if you've ever heard him say it, but one of the things Kevin's always said was, that, like, if... If he was going to start smoking pot, he had to be creative after he did it. Like, he couldn't just blaze and sit around. And right. so, in the beginning, that was his his requirement. If he was going to smoke, he then had to, like, write 20 pages of a script or record a podcast or whatever after he did it. And,
0: and, that's, and that's how we got Tusk and Yoga Hosers.
1: I liked Yoga Hosers. Tusk was a tough watch, but I liked Yoga Hosers.
0: I liked Yoga Hosers because I knew it was going to be bad, but I also really I, – I mean, I, I saw Tusk in theaters with a friend of mine who is a Cameron Smith fan but not nearly as diehard as you and me. Okay. And we walked out of the theater, and he said, what we spent $8 on that piece of shit. <laughs>
1: I'm actually just mad my name's not in the credits, because I was part of the walrus yes thing, and damn it, he said we were all going to be in the credits.
0: You must have got at the very at, at, the, at the lateness.
1: I that. must have, but I thought I jumped it pretty, pretty early, but anyway. that's I, When I say I'm mad, i I'm really not, but it would have been cool to see.
0: Right. Um, Alright, cup, cup of Joe.
1: I am a funder of um... Jay and Silent Bob's Chronic Blunt Punch, and I am getting a free copy of that.
0: That's cool. I, I I have not... I mean, I've bought the DVDs, and I've bought his books, but that's really the extent of where I've right. given Kevin my money. Well, I mean, I did go see Babylon, but... And I'll, I'll talk about that when I talk about uh, my introduction.
1: Yeah, um, what, why don't you get into that dad, instead of letting me ramble? My dad,
0: my dad keeps fucking moving the sugar and shit, so I'm getting, like, really annoyed. There it is. He again such a slob. I love the old man, but he's fucking
1: So anyway, well yeah, why don't you talk about your coming of age with Kevin?
0: Coming of age with Kevin. That sounds dirty. Um, <laughs> um, okay, well, it I, I, ironic that you actually use that phrase because I was very, very young yeah. when I was introduced to Kevin. And it wasn't clerks, it wasn't um it was actually Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That would make sense. So, yeah, um, it, it was 2001 when it was in theater, so I was 10.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little frightening, Rico, because I was sitting on my couch drinking a beer watching that when it came out.
0: Hey, man, just because you're older shit doesn't necessarily mean nice to be older shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks.
0: <laughs> you're welcome, buddy. Um, so, my just mom... Even-
1: Keep in mind when you say that uh, real quick that our friend Ari is my age. So.
0: Yeah, but Ari likes me.
1: <laughs> yeah, until you say some shit like that.
0: <laughs> I think I think my crooning skills will, will make up for it.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, anyway, go ahead.
0: So my mom took me to see it, and someone That's had introduced awesome. it to her, <clears throat> but she – she hadn't seen all the movies because at the time there, were, there would have been only been what four. There would have been Clerks, rats Chasing Amy, and Dogma. So right. I think she has just seen Clerks and maybe Dogma. But oh, I knew this. Um, <laughs> but you and so Debbie Janithal, are more
1: alike than you realize.
0: Oh, that's frightening. Um, uh, a little bit. So. My mom took me, and I was ten years old, and I remember being absolutely uh, intrigued by it because Kevin, who states this, he said like Chainsaw Bob is kind of a kids movie in a weird way. Yeah, but it's a kids movie with a lot of profanity because yeah. it's it's very slapsticky, and the fucking Mr. Machine shows up at one point. Yep. Um. And, and I was, even back then, I was trying really hard to be an impersonator. I was okay. really trying, I mean, I don't know if you know this, I actually do impressions, so like, I'm always manipulating my voice, and even back then when I was 10, I was trying to uh, do a Scooby fucking impression, so when I saw it, and also Mark Hamill played Scooby in that, in J.S. Is that Bob. At all? I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's Mark Hamill, like okay. Ryan, Ryan Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the movie just it didn't open up a whole world, but I was it always stuck with me because I was such a young age. And then um, about a year, about about a year later, uh, my dad and I moved to a nearby location in the Bay Area where I live in Alameda. So Oakland is part of Alameda County. So we actually moved to Alameda, the city of Alameda. And it's a, in an island. My dad was dating a girl. And there was a video store and I happened to stumble upon Dogma. And I didn't, I hadn't, remember, I had no idea who Kevin Smith was. I didn't know anything about him. I always, all I saw was Jay. It's all Bob Strike right Back. So I recognized them on the cover and I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. So I saw that. And completely, just like dogma was for you, it completely sucked me in um, as a beginner. And because my my dad raised me more or less as an atheist, you know, you're a Catholic, you know, you're you're a lapsed Catholic, you know the you know the rudiments of why religion can work and why it cannot work, right? So I had the same upbringing, which was I know my shit whether i agree with it or not because as an atheist you have to be able to defend your religion or your or your lapse of religion sure sure so so seeing a movie that was really funny and really full of dick jokes and a a rubber poop monster (laughs) and have it be really theological and really fascinating and really intelligent and also pointing out the flaws of religion and there's a lot of love for that, of Catholicism as well in that movie. Yeah, but absolutely. I remember watching my dad, and Dogma and Kevin Smith is not my dad's type of humor. Okay. So seeing my dad gut-busting laughing.
1: Oh, really? He likes like,
0: it. Yeah, he's like, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's wrong. He's a Catholic, but he's right. <laughs> well, so, and I, and
1: I, real quick to that point, it was funny. So I just told you I saw it with a friend of mine in the theater, and there were moments— where we were the only two people in the theater laughing our asses off like you know because we we saw it like we just saw the, the the flaw or whatever you know
0: well because Kevin said that he made dogma because he was having a lapse in religion right that was his crisis of faith like he said I can't I can't contemplate not having a God but I have all these questions so let me make a movie about all my questions
1: right if I recall, he wrote that before Chasing Amy and even potentially mole rats. Like, it... it yeah,
0: yeah, it was really early. early. Yeah. So, after Dogma and all that shit, um, then I started discovering that, like, you know, I think... I mean, I would have been 12. So, the internet was, for me, was obviously a baby from what it was, you know, compared to now. But, um... You know, IMDB was only, like, a couple years old, I think, at that time.
1: I, I wouldn't even know, to be honest with you, because I didn't stumble into that until much later. So,
0: so I, I started doing my own research, and I and then I found out that he had written some books. So I think my first book of his was Silent Bob Speaks, and I was just captivated by all these things that he had done for articles. I just basically compiled into a book. So I started I started becoming more of a fan of his as a writer and then um then i started seeing the other movies and then i had like because i am a huge vhs collector like it's the same way people collect records i collect vhs i have dvds too but I, i mostly collect records like i only started collecting dvds seriously until uh when i started working at the video store okay so it was always like three bookcases just stacked of VHSs. And I would you know, when you're a VHS collector, you it's sort of a scavenger hunt that never ends right. until you get them all.
1: Okay. It's kind of
0: like it's Pokemon. kind of like cheap Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had get I had gotten all the films, and then my, at the same time uh, Jersey Girl came out. So mom and I went mom and I again went and saw Jersey Girl. And um and I loved Jersey Girl. I did not – I understood the hate for it
2: sure.
0: as as like, oh, it's Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. But I would have been 13, so I was like still a young age where I'm like, I think this is great. I think you, it's different, but it's. I think it's still a, – it's a, it's a nice, heartwarming story. And I always recommend that at work for people who are like, I want a good love story. I want a good family film. And I'm like, well, you should check out Jersey Girl.
1: I don't know. Family films—the word I would use, mainly because of of George Carlin's character. But yeah, I mean,
0: look, just because he's foul and and crass doesn't mean that he does he can't represent any member of someone's what, family. Uh,
1: no, I look. I, let me state that i I don't disagree with you, as but I don't know that that's something I'd recommend to customers. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, I'm not saying I'm giving it to a seven-year-old and their mom. Like, here, watch this together. But I'm saying this is a family... film. Oh, like, this sure. is the most yeah. family film that he'll ever do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Probably.
0: I mean, and he did it because he became a father to a girl. So it was a... Just like Clerks was a representation of... Uh, was an echo of his life, as was Dogma, as was Chasing Amy. Jersey Girl is just another... Uh, Physical form of his life.
1: It's a roundabout love letter to Harley.
0: Yeah, as well as as well as his father, because you could see True. that his father had just died around the right. same time, so it was dedicated to his father. So the Carlin character you're talking about, as as boisterous as he is, and uh, you know, look, I'm an alcoholic. Like that's very, just, you know, no family is perfect, so you have sure. to show that alcoholic father. Right, right, right. So the term family film, you could argue, is like, oh, it's it's Disney, it's lighthearted, it's life- it's you know, it's it's relaxing. But family is a lot of drama. So, yeah. so having an alcoholic, you know, guy, and having a death in the family, and 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 being a single father raising a little girl, you know, there, there, there's nothing more family oriented than that.
1: Right. No, that's that's definitely true. Yeah.
0: Although, in the same argument, you could argue Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a family film, too, so go figure.
1: Well, having never seen it, I'll take your word for that one, but that's...
0: Well, it's a family that fucks up people. So, um, well, yeah. move, moving on, so I became, like you, obsessed with uh, Kevin. I was reading all his books, I was watching all his movies, and it got to the point where, like, the two main things in my life were Frank Sinatra and Cameron Smith. Both from Jersey, by the way.
1: No, yeah, I know that.
0: So I'd always had a love for New Jersey and the East coast because my dad's from Massachusetts. Okay. So I have a weird, uh, I have a weird makeshift accent that I just sort of employed myself because my, my dad is a new England accent. I fucking thought, uh, car keys was khakis forever until (laughs) like someone said like car keys and I'm like, what the fuck's a car? What are you talking about? Um, but then, so I, I also want to always kind of like go to New Jersey. I've always wanted to, you know, you know, because another hero of mine is Luke Costello. Luke Costello from Patterson. So yep. I'm a big fan of the Jersey natives, even though I hear nothing but negative shit about Jersey. Um,
1: there's nothing, look, man, as a resident, there's nothing special about it. I, I mean, I get where you're coming from, so I'm not criticizing your desire to Come see it, but there's
0: (laughs) the. the, I would say the most special thing about Jersey is the people.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's that's a fair statement. I think, yeah,
0: because they all leave New Jersey.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and we're planning to leave New Jersey too. So.
0: Oh really? Where's where's the big move?
1: Ultimately, Phoenix or Vegas. It really depends on where I find work.
0: That's a big jump, though, dude.
1: Yeah, I... Well, I have family in Vegas, so that helps. Um, technically, Henderson, but it's literally, you you know, it's... I don't know how things are drawn. The lines are drawn out there, but Henderson and Vegas are, like, this far apart. Like, it's not... Yeah. I,
0: I have I have family in Vegas as well. Okay, so you're familiar with it.
1: Um, I've never been I, to
0: Vegas, but I, I have family there.
1: I And I lived in Phoenix for a year, many moons ago, so... Wow. And and I loved it, and came back for reasons that aren't worth getting into on any of our sure episodes. sure sure but, sure. Uh, well, when
0: you when you do if 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 you move to Vegas or if you move to Phoenix, like that'll be closer for me to jump out there.
1: Well, yeah. Well, we're we're, we're getting married in Vegas. That's already been determined. So we'll be out there for that.
0: When's the wedding date?
1: Uh, as of right now, we still have to book the venue, so that's the up in the air part. But if everything holds. What we want, it'll be June 29th of next year,
0: dude. That's two days after my birthday, so you're you're celebrating my birthday at the same time.
1: And we're doing my mom's the day before, so we can. Oh shit! Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we picked that date, cause her birthday is the next day.
0: That's awesome. So I uh, that, that, see. There's a reason why you and I just sort of stumbled upon each other. <laughs> yeah. There's all these little tiny little shit like that. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. So. Now, so Jersey Girl came out. So I'm not. I'm trying to avoid the doing B by B because it is boring. But then, um, just over the years, just became a big fan. And then it became his part. I had I had done the opposite of you, which was the podcast came last.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it still came last for me too. But but I'm talking years later. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean. I watched Jay and but Tyler, I, Bob, when it came out on... Uh, Strike Back, when it came out on DVD. Like, it, I watched it that soon. Like, it's not like I stumbled into it just recently. No, I, I'm,
0: I'm saying, like, that was, like, the one thing that I was like, I don't need to hear him on the radio. Who gives a oh, shit? Oh, I
1: gotcha. I got you. Okay.
0: Like, I was like, I've seen the movies. I've read the, I've read the books. I've seen, you know, An Evening with Kevin Smith and all the other shit. But, like, it, it, I didn't understand the concept of a podcast until really... About maybe three years ago. All right. And so I'm very much a newbie when it comes to it. So we're like when you're talking about podcast names and shit, I'm just like, yeah, I listen to Kevin Smith, and that's it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, primarily, that's all I listen to. There's a handful of other ones I do listen to. Um, and But a lot of them are from his network. Because he's right. got six or seven other regular shows that run on Sir that he mm-hmm. has... N- directly nothing to do with the closest one he has anything to do with is Tezzy. right you know um and even that he really doesn't have anything to do with i like, think he's been on it twice
0: and and that sort of inspired um, my interest in podcasts because i was watching comic book men. okay and co- and i'm a, and i'm a big comic book fan and and i had recognized Two or three of the characters on comic book, band, because the other two, Ming and and uh, and uh, Mike, Mike, are yeah. just working at the comic book store. Right. With the exception of Ming being like his go to, like fucking
2: uh, the, guy.
0: the guy, his 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 Obi Wan of, of social media, so to speak. Right. So I was very unfamiliar with it, and then became very familiar with it, and then I start. This is when it like goes hardcore for me. I. I battle really bad uh, migraines. I get really okay. bad migraine headaches. Uh, so if I'm if I say I'm sick, it's 99 of it is is a migraine. And even now, I still even though I'm like upbeat and everything, I still am not. I'm like the door is open, the light's coming through, but I'm avoiding the light because I'm I'm still light sensitive to it.
1: Okay.
0: But uh, it because with the migraine... I mean I've been playing with them since I was like four.
1: Oh.
0: And. On top of the migraines, depression has always been sort of a frequent thing in my life because the migraines make you depressed, the depression makes you gives you migraines. So right. it's a never-ending vicious fucking cycle. So, in order to deal with that, I have a hard time getting sleep because I sleep a lot during the day to try and avoid the sunlight as much as possible. All
1: right. So,
0: I started. I stumbled upon Fat Man on Batman. And it was just therapeutic. And the one that hit me the most was the Mark Hamill one. It was a good because, episode. Because, yeah, it's such a great episode. And I'm a big, massive fan of Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill was born in Oakland, where I'm from.
1: Okay, I don't think I knew that, but yeah.
0: But he was also a Navy brat or something, so he was moving all over all the time. Right. Uh, I mean, he spent most of his, like, teenage years in Japan.
1: Right, I remember that. Well, I remember that from the episode, from the interview.
0: And I was a big, I mean, everything that he mentioned in that episode, I could relate to because he was from, he was from the Bay Area briefly. Um, he was Luke Skywalker. Who the fuck doesn't like Luke? He's also the Joker. So, and on top of that, he was talking about how, when he was originating the laugh for the Joker, it was yes. because he had done a stage production of Amadeus. Right. And Amadeus was my favorite movie when I was, like, eight years old.
1: That's such a good fucking movie. I love that movie. It's so good. Most people don't even know about it, but anyway.
0: So everything was coming full circle for me, and it sort of calmed my depression down. And then I was listening to the other Fat Man on Batman, but mostly just the interviews of him with Kevin Comroy, him with Stan Lee, him with blah, 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 and Walter Blah, 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 blah. blah. So I, I...
1: no, I was going to say, my favorite is the one with, um oh, God, his name just escaped me. Oh, this, this Scottish guy writes comic books. He's been on a couple episodes. What?
0: Oh. Alan Moore? What? I don't know. Alan Moore? I don't know. No, no, no. I'll, I'll look it up. Go ahead. Alan Moore looks like a fucking Highlander, so that's why I thought of it. <laughs> no,
1: this, he was just on a, I don't know if you're watching the, the new ones, but he was just recently on yeah. one of the, the video ones.
0: No, I, I I've been I'm, I'm behind on my father Um so then through a series of depression and and, and girlfriends and, and shit like that, I, I I had a really bad um breakup. And it was one of those breakups that just like you were not expecting like the one that you thought, Oh, this is it. This is like, I'm done. I don't have to look for a girlfriend anymore. And then leaves me. She gave me a note in person to break up with. Ooh, that's a little rough. Well, I mean, at least so, it was in person, but yeah. So I'm reading the fucking note and she had like brought all of my shit that was at her house to my house. and was waiting for me to get off work and we had never had a fight. And all of a sudden, like we had one fight. And I come home and, like, all the stuff is waiting for me. That's what I knew. I'm like, oh, shit, it's over. And I just said, why are you doing this? And she gave me a note. Read the note. It was a lot of, like, it's not you, it's me. I need to work on myself. I'm not ready for a relationship, blah, 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 blah. All that bullshit. So um, that sunk me into a big despair and, and all of a sudden anxiety was introduced in my life. Now, I've got a mild form of anxiety. I don't take medication. I just really need to. The Rico's rants was really a response to that.
1: A cathartic kind of thing?
0: It was my own form of cell therapy. Okay. And even though I wasn't talking about depression or anxiety that much, I was just talking about movies because I was like, I'm a big movie lover. And even before all that, I was watching movies every day. This made me kind of I was like, I can either watch movies or I can drink and cry. Yeah? Or I could do or I could do both.
1: <laughs> there's that option too, yeah.
0: So people had always said that I was entertaining and that I have a way of describing movies that I love for anybody who like I can I can make anybody see any movie because I can spin it and in a way and i'm like you may not like it but i love it and here's why and then right right so it got to the point where i was just just all of a sudden talking to the camera about fucking black mass and and it was purely just for myself i didn't give a shit if anybody really watched it i didn't give a shit if if i got any likes or followers um and then eventually it became a um it became a nightly ritual what I would listen to a podcast on YouTube, no less. I would have it play on YouTube. I'd have the screen open all night, and it would actually help me go to sleep. Okay. So listening to podcasts and listening to Kevin Kevin talking was, in its own way, the most medicinal thing I could get. It lulled me to sleep. It was, re- I mean. I've talked to other people about that. They're like, yeah, I, I I, didn't think I'd ever admit it, but Kevin Smith tucks me in at night.
1: You know what? Look, I, Deb gives me a hard time for this all the time because I I talk about him like he's someone I know. Do you know what I mean? Like When I say uh, no, like somebody I hang out with on a regular basis, and I feel like I do because of how much I listen to him. Yeah. If I were to guess, if you were to say that to him, he would take that as one of the biggest compliments. Like, I don't think that would freak him out.
0: I think he would be fine with it. But he, I also think he'd be like, he, hes a celebrity, for you know, he's a—he's a—he's a man of the people. But he also is like, look, I—I I know I have a huge fan base and a big cult following. Where that. If I said, we got to take on Trump or, or, or any other politician right now, there would be a massive N- yeah. uprising. Yeah. Which is why he has 99% of the time been apolitical.
1: Yes. Every once in a well, while he'll he make a about, comment.
0: But yeah. Like he'll talk about religion, but he will really kind of never talk about politics.
1: Yeah. He, he makes, recently I've noticed on Babylon, he makes these one off comments left and right, but they're not discussions. It's just like a quick comment.
0: But that's mostly because Ralph Garman will, will kind of coax it out of him.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. I, I love the way those two interact. I really oh, do. Oh, yeah.
0: And it, it, is, it is basically of Costello in, in like, modern-day form.
1: Yeah, that's probably right, yeah. By the way, so, just, so, just got found it. Grant Morrison is who I was thinking of.
0: Okay, 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 Grant Morrison. So, Graham or Grant? Grant. Grant, got it. Um, so, going through the depression, going through the anxiety, I I was at that point where I was like, if I was reminded of something, all of a sudden I was having an anxiety attack. Then, I got my mother's boyfriend, uh, who, his his last name is Maxwell, we call him Maxwell. Just because, if you knew him, you'd understand that he's very much a Maxwell type. Okay, wait.
1: Pause. Only because, so, because I've done this podcast thing before, do you want people's names out there because that's i don't imp- are they gonna I care that's, that's the only she, thing i'm just I throwing think out there
0: she, i don't think you'd have a problem with it
1: okay i that's because when when i did the show the show with julie when we did running a hamster wheel that was a conscious decision we made was that unless we had their permission we weren't using names i'm fine with you doing it i don't have an objection i just wanted to throw that out there for you to Ponder.
0: I mean, I was talking about ex girlfriends. I won't name them unless I feel comfortable doing it. But uh, Ma- Maxwell, I think, will be fine
1: with this. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there because I know you're new to this world. Totally.
0: So. No, you're, you're right. You're right to talk about that. Um, Go ahead. I got him. He was always like, you know, aware of Kevin Smith and he liked some of the movies, but he was never hardcore like you and me. And, but what he loved was uh, Ralph Garman's. Adam West impression. Okay, yeah, and I really and I showed him the creepy clown time <laughs> clip.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and he just thought it was one of the funniest things he's ever said. And just like, who are these guys? Like, I know Kevin. But who's this fucking other guy, Ralph? And I sort of gave him a, like a quick rundown of a bunch of clips. Like, I was sending him shit um, about Ralph doing impressions, and he loved the do 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 do. like Adam West impression he's like oh fuck AMC and um, (laughs) because they tried to do a Babylon Babylon, on AMC so um, so then he started sending me in response clips of Ralph Garman and then Adam West died yes yeah And then I, and then Maxwell showed me the, I, I, I heard Adam West died and I look, all due respect to the guy, you know, I, I respect Adam West, but he was never my Batman. No, my neither. Michael, my Batman, but, but I respected him. I didn't love the interpretation, but I accepted it like you would if, you know, like the prequels are a part of star Wars franchise. You have to accept everything you know, although I'm still on the hinge of of fucking Last Jedi. Uh, Uh,
1: Oh, this is that, look, we can make a Star Wars episode because I, I like the prequels, and to be honest with you, Attack of the Clones might be my favorite of the eight so far.
0: Attack of the Clones is easily my least favorite.
1: So, there you go. So, we might have an episode right there. Go ahead.
0: So, um... Mm -hmm. My mom, who was like the biggest advocate for me being into Kevin Smith, but didn't understand how far into it I was getting into it. Right. My mom is so adorable. She she was like, you know what, Rico? I would love – I just want like you and Kevin to be buddies.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. She's like, can you like contact him and see if like he could be your – like if you could become like his assistant and maybe he could put you in movies. I'm like, mom – do you understand what that means? That means I would have to move to L.A. And then you basically say, hey, Kevin, can you babysit my son for a while? <laughs> right. I was like, he's cool. I don't think he's that cool. He's just going to adopt me.
1: He's planning to adopt Stanley, Lee if I'm reading things correctly.
0: I don't. You know what? There's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of shit about that we could talk about. But like, I don't I don't know the full story. Of the yeah, I don't know because even though he like made a uh, like a video recording of like, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm okay. All these people are not, you know, I'm not abusing me. You can kind of see him being directed a little bit. Of course,
1: yeah. You know, unfortunately, in my line of work, elder abuse is something I see on sure. a semi basis. And yeah, he's got all the signs of elder abuse, which is a damn shame because it's fucking Stan Lee, like.
0: Stand the man. You don't fuck with right. stand the man.
1: No, he he he's a national he's, fucking treasure. Like
0: he's the he's the closest thing to Walt Disney that we'll have right now.
1: He's the closest thing to Shakespeare we're gonna have. <laughs>
0: that's true. I mean, that's because Shakespeare. That's because Shakespeare sucks. The, well,
1: okay, maybe, but the the point being is that. He's created these characters that are going to live well past him, me, you, or anyone we know.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Like that's like just real quick, as Kev calls it, it, it's it's American mythology. It's it's your Zeus. It really is. It's it's, right, and and it stands the genesis of that.
0: You know, you could actually do a Stanley. Imp- I'm listening to your voice, and you could do a Stanley impression if you tried, because you have it. You have the same inflection, and you have a slight lisp like he does. Do I? I never know. It, it's that. not. Oh. It's not a lisp, but you you have a you, you you have the kind of the Shatner then the uh, the Sean Connery lisp where you kind of eshes your, uh, your yeah your I, word, blah, blah. yeah yeah yeah, and he kind of, he's like he's like. Sp- Spider-Man, Shrubel, you know, how are you, Spider-Man? He doesn't yeah. say Spider-Man, he's like Spider-Man.
1: I, I wish I could say that's from my my East Coast roots, but it's really not, because my... And I'll get into the story later, but, if you want, but my... I'm adopted, and my biological mom is originally from... Well, she's originally from Ohio, but she was living in Vegas for most of her life, so you know, I don't... I don't know where it comes from, probably more from my... uh Upbringing, but anyway, go ahead.
0: Um. So, because Adam West died, Maxwell showed me the eulogy that Ralph Garman basically did on on Babylon, where he's just yeah. trying and like, trying to keep it together. And that was like it was a whole thirty minute thing, and he and I just crying along with Ralph Garman about Adam West. And like, like I said, uh, like Adam West, yeah, it sucked that he died. I felt, but I felt so bad for Ralph. Yeah. And then my mom was this big advocate of me wanting to somehow be involved with Kevin Smith. And she had discovered that the, uh, Kevin and Ralph are touring. And what pisses me off is Ralph and Kevin, or even just Kevin in general, whenever he comes out to my area, he never comes close enough. He's ah. always like a good 45 minutes away where it's like, oh, I can't jump on BART, which is like our um, our subway station kind of thing. It's our it's our public transit, right, so you right. can't just you can't just bus or bart over there. You have to like fucking forty five minutes to an hour drive, and if there's traffic, you're screwed. So he was coming out to San Jose, which is about a forty five minute drive without okay. traffic. Right,
1: right. Do you do and, you drive or no, or I'm sorry, do you not
0: drive? No, I drive. I okay. just I don't like driving. Okay, no, fair enough.
1: I was just curious. Yeah,
0: I get I get really impatient behind the wheel, so. I my uh, Stephanie uh, talks like gives me shit about this. She's like, she drives hours all the time. Like when she comes to visit me from L.A., she's driving from L.A. to me.
1: That's what six hours.
0: It's it's six hours, but it takes her seven and a half to eight hours because she'll stop and rest <laughs> and recuperate and you know get gas and go to the bathroom and all that right, shit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So. When here, I here I am complaining like, oh, it's a half hour away. I don't want to drive a half hour. And she's like, "Fuck you, dude! I drive eight <laughs> hours to see you."
1: Yeah, for real.
0: So, I told Maxwell, "I'm like, dude, uh, fucking Kevin and Ralph are coming to San Jose." He's like, "Oh shit, we're going." And nice. He bought tickets, and then my mom was just doing all her research, and she's like, not a fan of anything of herself on the internet like she has a facebook but that's because i made her one and she's never been on it okay like she is so like she's the type of person like like i saw an episode of sopranos again recently where like tony's like you know turn that shit off i you know those cookies make me uncomfortable like that's my mother okay and so the fact that she was doing all this research online to find out wh- why was in town and how long he's going to be was so out of norm for her, and she's like, "He's also going to do an earlier Q and A. Maybe you guys can go. Maybe you guys can go do that too." So we get to San Jose really early, and uh, we we get our tickets, and we find out that there's openings for the Q and A, and it's like the show before the Babylon. Right. So Maxwell buys tickets for that as well like i did a whole rant about this and i called it an actual evening with kevin smith and ralph garman and like i cried that night and i cried a little bit talking about the experience because i felt like i was taken out on a proper date
1: (laughs) so i i don't mean to to sully that cool statement but i have to ask a question you talk about he's always so far away. Why don't you go visit Steph and see him at the improv?
0: Um, because, well, I would love to. And the thing is, is that before Steph, I was dating a girl in LA. Okay. And I was busing to LA like once a week or sometimes uh like i would i would go there and like stay there and i would like put work on hold and it was a it was a relationship that just sucked me in it got very very chaotic and um and really negative and it just sucked me in and i told her i said you know i'd love to come out and to, you know go to see kev at the improv because she liked kevin smith but then she was also the type that was, like, easily offended, even though she gave off the impression that, oh, this won't offend me. And then she would just find a, excuse me, offended.
1: Steph or the Axe?
0: Well, I mean, I was telling her about Babylon, and she was like, like, oh, it sounds great. And then I would re-listen to it in her, try to see it from her angle. I'm like, you should never listen to Babylon.
1: Right, no, but is this Stephanie or the X?
0: This is the X.
1: Okay. No, I'm talking about Steph.
0: Well, um, does she live Steph, in LA too,
1: or am I missing something wrong?
0: No, no. Steph, um, Steph comes out to me so that we can mostly be be alone. And okay. her her family situation, without going too deep and personal right now, sure, because I don't know sure. how sure. she'd be comfortable about it. Right. She's going through some shit right now. Okay, and she's going through some shit with her mother, and like. She and her mother are fine, but like her mother is has been recently ill. Her mother is now doing much better. Good. So it was a lot of I don't I, I offered repeatedly to go out there and help out what I can, and she was just like, "I would appreciate that." Now is not the time. Okay. So, and Steph and I have only been dating a little of like not even a year. So it's I, I would it's love to visit early. her, but also my my current employment, I was working six days a week. And, like, the video store is is dying down because it's a video store in fucking 2018. But it's, like, I was the only employee who would always be there. Um, Sometimes I would get sick and I couldn't be there. But, like, we had lost a bunch. Like, we didn't have that big of a staff anyways. But, like, one person left and all of a sudden, like, oh, shit, all the hours are on me now. Right. So... I wasn't able to get out to LA, and I and I'm still. I told Steph, I'm like, I would love to still go out to LA, and also I have a friend who's from the Bay Area who moved to LA, so he's another reason I would want to go back out there. Definitely. So I w- I always said like I'd love to go to LA and, and go to Cab, but so the fact that he was coming out here just made it easier for me. Um, yeah, of course.
1: I was just actually I was just giving you shit to be fair. <laughs>
0: that's fine. Um, so. Max, when I got there, we we bought tickets for the Q&A. So we went to the Q&A first after we had lunch and everything. And like I said, like, he's treating me to lunch. He's driving. He's paying for everything. And I'm like, it was the perfect thing I needed at the tail end of all the depression, anxiety, and bullshit with girlfriends that I had gone through. So it was like I felt loved. I felt, um, I felt wanted. I felt uh, like this is just exactly what I needed. Plus, I was going to see a hero of mine, two of them, no less. So we go to the Q and A, and I had—you'll—you'll you'll like this. I brought my copy of Yoga Hoses. Nice. We had it at the video room, and no one rented it except me. So I asked the owner. I'm like, "Can I just fucking buy this?" He's like, "Yeah, right, yeah, sure." So I bought it for like two fifty and took it with me. And it was—I had all my VHSs of uh, all old Cameron Smith movies and shit, but they are all packed up. Okay. So uh, the only thing I had that Kevin could have signed was this fucking copy of Young Posers. So I brought it with me, and I go and we go to the Q and A. And you know, q and A Q&A with Kevin is like he taught he, he a's forever and he can maybe answer one Q.
1: Yeah, it's it's like two questions. Two hours later, yeah.
0: That's exactly what happened. So he does his whole bit. He does his long fucking Q and A show, and then it's like. Uh, okay. So I got a little bit of time. Who wants to answer some questions? So one person asked a question and it was mostly just like, thank you for being here. It was not even really a really question. He's like, and he even said it like, that's not really a question, but yes, I'm happy to be here. And I was up in the balcony. So I'm looking down at him and I just, you know what? I'm never going to get this opportunity again. Right. So I raised my hand and a guy comes over and gives me the microphone. So now as good as I am at talking, all of a sudden I'm 12 you years breathe. old yeah. and, a gir- and a little girl. Yeah. So I'm just like, um, hi, <clears throat> Kevin. <clears throat> just like trying to get composure. Right, right. And he stops me. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa! I can't, I can't see you. Where, where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm up in the balcony. And the lights, backing me, so he can't see me. So I'm dancing around, like I'm over here. He's like, "I yeah. know you're up there. I can't see you." Right. So I'm, I'm over here. I'm he's like, okay, yes. All right. Well, uh, what's your question? And, I, and I'm like, oh, oh hi, Kevin. He's like, hold on. What's your name?
2: That's Kevin. Uh, yeah. R-
0: I was like, my name is Rico. And he's like, everyone, give it up for my friend Rico. And I'm like, oh, my fuck. He said my name. He said my fucking name.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Because I have a I have a not common name. So right. it's only common if you're in fucking Italy. So... Sure. So I, I look, so I look at Maxwell, and I'm all of a sudden just drenched in sweat. And I look at him, and I'm like, I don't know what to say. He's like, "Just you're fine." So I'm like, uh, Kevin, I just want to say that um, you've been. I'm a big fan of you, and I've followed you for a long time, and uh, and I could tell as I was talking. I'm just going to ramble, so I need right. to really really focus on what I'm there for and what to say, and be done. And I said. Um, one of, the th- one of the things that I do is I work at a video store, which makes me a combination of Dante and Randall. And the whole audience laughs, which gave me a little bit of, of like confidence. I'm like, okay, I can make them laugh, right. even though they're paying to see him. And he starts chuckling, and, and, I, and he's like, yeah? And I'm like, yeah. Um, so one of the perks of that is I could buy DVDs for movies that no one wants. <laughs> he's like, okay yeah and he's like and he's like yeah and I'm like uh so I I think I'm the only person who's ever bought a DVD of yoga hosers
1: he talked about lot. you didn't he what I think he I think he talks about you in that Babylon
0: I don't think he no he didn't talk about me in that Babylon because I was at that Babylon unless okay. he did another show
1: he must have because there, there's there's a show, I, I don't remember what episode it is, Rico, I swear, and I'm not 100% certain it's you, but he talks about someone who tells him a story about he's one of the only people that bought a copy of Yoga Hosers.
0: It may very well be me. I, I was trying to rack it to find if he, ever, if he talked about me. Now, bear in mind, before I did all this, I wrote on the Smodcast website Okay. Both to Kevin and both to Ralph. And I said, I'm gonna be there for the Babylon show, not knowing I was gonna be at the QA. And I said, I want I'm gonna, you know, I would love if you guys would sign my yoga hosers. And I even talked about Rico's rants. So I'm like, you guys are big inspiration to me. I did my own YouTube channel because of you. Right. And i I'm, I did it mostly to maybe get a shout out on Babylon to see if like Ralph would be like, Hey, is Rico here? Like and like, hey, let's plug your pot, let's plug your channel and maybe I get some followers. Right, right, right. So I tell him like I was like, I'm the only person who bought yoga hosers, and he said and the audience thought that shit was fucking funny. Right. And he's chuckling and he says, Well, I have the first copy, you have the second copy.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I said, Yeah, but I gave you a profit. And he said, How much? I said, two fifty. He said, Oh fuck, we needed that.
1: <laughs>
0: and then and then he said, Well anyways, sir, what's your what's your question? And I said, Will you sign it? He's like, "That's that's all you want to know." I'm like, "Yeah." Will you sign? It? He's like, "Yes, I'd be happy to sign it." Um, what if someone up there will will grab it and and they'll you know we'll will make sure it gets done. And I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" I I'm just start rambling, and I can and I'm losing confidence again. And then he says something that just completely floored me. He said, "You know, it took um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see things come full circle. Like, you know, you you had a long journey." And you finally did what you want to do. And I said, yeah, it took years. And he says, and now it's over. And I said, that's right. He said, so we're done. And I said, yeah, we are. He's like, okay, so you can sit down now. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so he's trying to like, he's like, all right, move on. Save it. Let's get to yeah. the next one." I've been talking for two hours. So I sit down and someone out of nowhere just comes over. It's like, here, I handle this shit. So I'm like, here, perfect stranger, just take my DVD, right. hoping that you're going to fucking bring, bring this to back. my hero. Yeah. So then the show ends and Maxwell and I jump out, run out, and get immediately in the line for Hollywood Babylon. And we're at the beginning of the line. And I'm standing there and I'm talking and I'm still got that high of being like, dude, I talked to Kevin, and even more importantly, he talked back to me.
2: Right. And
0: Maxwell's, Maxwell's like, yeah, it was awesome. And the, then I came up with the idea. I'm like, what if I got his signature? What if, he, what if I meet him and Ralph and they ink my arm and, I, and they, they they autograph my arm, I can get it inked? Yeah. And Maxwell was like, I'm all for it. I think it's a fucking awesome idea. And I'm like, yeah, but you'd have to pay for it. He's like, I don't care. We're doing that.
1: <laughs> it didn't happen.
0: Long story short, that didn't happen.
1: That's so, really awesome, though.
0: Yeah. So uh, one of what, the guy I gave the DVD to came back and he's like, he found me in the line. He's like, here. And I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. And I was disappointed I didn't get to meet Kevin or Ralph. But I look at the cover, and they had flattened out the DVD case and pulled out the inside and signed it on the inside. So not just all over the cover, but under, like, the actual thing itself. yeah. So I'm looking at the signature. I'm like, that doesn't look like Kevin's signature. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Ralph's signature. So Ralph had signed it. And then I look at the top, and I see, I heart you, Kevin Smith. So I got both their signatures, and I'm almost positive they must have read the emails and been like, this is that fucking kid who's bombarding us with emails and signing. Get rid of him.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, now that you're on there, I got to tell you, the best way to interact with Kev, and Ralph, for that matter, is Twitter. I've gotten more answers from both of them. And I don't bombard, like, I don't. Pestered the shit out of them, but when I do, that's, that's what I do. No, I mean, well, I mean, he gets so many tweets uh, a day. I wonder how many he actually sees. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I believe that he reads it, like I do. But still, he must some have to get lost in the shuffle somewhere. You know. Sure. But um, and and to that realm, I've convinced Dev that we're going to spend our money for the wedding, and I am. There is a invitation reserved for him in Jen. I'm sending him an invitation an invitation because he he didn't give out his address, but he basically gave out his home location and if you Google map it you can get the address.
0: So right. I just type in Ben Affleck's house and there it is.
1: Yeah. So um <laughs> so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna mail him now, I I'm not delusional enough to think that he's gonna show up. But there's that no. Off chance, you know he might even marry you. Uh, you know what she Deb asked me if I wanted to do that, and I said to her, I said, I said it would be awesome, but I think it's gonna be impossible. What I'm gonna do it unless we go to one of his shows unless we go to a Babylon or one of those things. <laughs> Number one. And then number two, my, my buddy, a close friend of mine is an officiant. And I don't mean like Kev is, which with all due respect to Kevin, like he's an, I, but this guy's an actual officiant.
0: And, yeah. He's got the church backing him up.
1: Right. Now we're not doing a religious ceremony in any capacity whatsoever. However, when I announced on Facebook, Twitter, whatever that I was getting married, he j- hit me up and re- immediately with a personal message and said, dude, I really want to officiate your wedding.
0: Of course, you know, friends come first, you know, heroes come second. That's that's the rule.
1: Right. And that's that. And like I said, the fact that we'd have to get married at like Babylon, which in itself would be cool. But I do want to do more of the, you know, traditional Traditional. wedding thing.
0: Well, also, I'm sure I'm sure Debbie loves you. But at the same time, and she, you know, she appreciates your love for Kevin Smith and inspires you to do what you do. And she wants you to be happy. But it's also her fucking wedding, too.
1: Right. But it was her idea. And she suggests, she did she, suggest it.
0: She may have been placating you.
1: Well, no, most certainly. <laughs> but that's, yeah.
0: She may be like, but you know, it's weddings are different for girls than they are for boys.
1: Yeah. I In general, yeah. I don't know if that's the case with me because I've done more of the planning than she has. And that's not a shot at her effort. That's just me being excited about doing it.
0: No. You 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 seem like an old school romantic that's like I genuinely want to get married oh, and yeah. not like Yeah and that's good I mean that, that, there's nothing I mean that's probably
1: Se recomiendan las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas.
0: Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Put your are Italian blood. If I'm being
1: honest, no, oh, no, probably, absolutely. I'm.
0: Who the fuck is calling you right now? It's my dad. I'm not answering.
1: Um, I'm Italian and Greek primarily, so yeah.
0: So there's a lot of yelling in your family.
1: Well, in in the biological family, yes. Not so much in the adopted family.
0: Well, I I've worked for Greeks, and Greeks are just basically Tanner Italians. Well,
1: yeah, and and but and to give you it's it's like. All right, so what is it? It's 80-20 Italian? That's Kinda a just, good chunk. Yeah, yeah, the Italian's huge. So Yes, yeah, we are. What's that? Yes, oh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, the family actually just went to Italy last summer. They wanted us to go, but couldn't afford it.
0: Did you have your event? So that would have been your... First I've never left duty. the country.
1: Well, if you count the one trip I did to Baja when I was in San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. But, yeah, uh, that counts. Okay, well, then I've left the country once, but that's it. That's if, the extent of my... I think
0: the rule of thumb is if there was an ocean beneath you when you fly, then you left the country.
1: Well, no, but I... No, because I flew... Well, I drove to San Diego with a friend. Yeah. And then spent three weeks living with him in Escondido. And we... Wait. At one point, we took a... Road trip down to, to Baja and spend a day in Baja. We were gonna do yeah. we were gonna do Tijuana and then we kind of drove through downtown and went, we're gonna die here. So we just left and came back to the states. But
0: because you saw a donkey show and you got too involved.
1: Well, you know what? Okay, so that's long before clerics.
0: But yeah. So um, so we get to the so we're in line. We get I to didn't the second mean the, show. Sorry, that's no, fine. Um, so we get to the we. They line us up and they seat us for the second show. They seat me and Maxwell at the front fucking row. Nice. And not only the front row, but I'm directly, like, perfectly level with the stage, with with the table. Right. So Kevin and Ralph are sitting directly in front of me. Nice. And, and they're, they'd be looking down on me. So... It, I was so close to them that if they spilled a drink, it would have flowed onto me. Right,
1: which you would have been thrilled with, let's be honest. I
0: would I've I've, have been licking the Jack Daniels as it <laughs> flows onto the table. Uh, or, or or Kevin's fucking milk. Right, Which um, he
1: doesn't drink anymore.
0: He, he, there's a lot of things he's not doing. Yeah, um,
1: probably for the better because we're going to get out of 10 or 15 years of kev. so I'm okay with that. <laughs>
0: He's gonna live a long life, man. He's gonna be good. Yeah. Um so Kevin and, and and Ralph come on and they're doing their whole thing. And I was so greedy for any attention that I could get. Because I had just gotten some attention from Kevin. I'm like, I want attention from Ralph, even though I, they were very nice to sign this shit for me. So I'm try I I put the D V D out and I'm setting it up so they can look down and see the cover. Right. And they, um, they never acknowledged it and that was fine. They, you know, they had their own, um, you know, they were doing their show, but, and, and I really noticed that I looked like Kevin was really, really, really bait because he did not look at the audience ever. He was sort of just like off in his own world, kind of looking up and kind of looking like he's always deep in thought and then looking at Ralph. The only time he looked at the audience was when he took his phone out and, like, panned and filmed the audience for a reaction shot, but that was it.
1: If I recall but, that Babylon, he actually says something about he got local strain from a fan or from somebody else, and it really was fucking with him.
0: No, that was a separate—that was another one. That was the one where he was too high to even, like, talk. He was just like— Oh, that, yeah, that one he
1: was— Fucked up, I remember that one. But I thought that happened in San Jose too.
0: That may have been in San Jose, but it was not that show. The one that he, if you need to find it, it was the one where he was talking about how he just saw the movie It. Okay.
1: I I mean, I'm sure I listened to it because I listened to Babylon religiously. So I'm sure I heard it. Right.
0: But you can hear me on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So because I'm directly in the front row, I knew I was going to listen to this like the next day. So I really want to see if I could be heard. So when we get to the Liam Neeson's cockpit, <laughs> I'm cupping, I'm cupping my hands, and I'm, I'm screaming as loud as I can. How big is it? And I'm cupping my hands so you can very audibly hear me. And I'm sure the technician muted me down a little bit, but you can clearly audibly hear me go, "How big is it?"
1: What day was that? Do you remember?
0: Oh fuck dude. I I don't know. Um I'll look at my I'll look at the uh YouTube rant because Wait, I posted like that it that night.
1: S- September 8th of last year? Sound right?
0: I don't know. Let me look it, let me look it up.
1: Cuz on September 8th, 2017, he was at San Jose. He,
0: he goes that's that's the closest he gets to Northern California.
1: Well, he put it out on October 9th, but the episode is from September 8th.
0: Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to look up when I posted that, uh, that yeah. rant. Cause that would have been the closest. Um, so while I'm doing that, um, so yeah, then the show's over. Um, we talked to some people outside. I was really hoping to see if like they would come out and I can get like talk to them. And then like all the guys basically said, oh, uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's not going to come out. Like he never really comes out. Ralph co- uh, comes out, but even Ralph didn't come out. Okay, so here's the video. Uh, where the fuck did I post this, son of a bitch? It just says I don't even know how to find out when it was when you could find out where it was posted. It says it was posted seven months ago. So whatever, seven months ago. Um, cracks me up. Yoga hosers. That's right. Two two females. Uh, Millennium Films has announced they are bringing back Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. You know Sheena? Yeah. This is that episode. The That's subject. it. How dare you, sir? So skip to the end, and you can hear. I I, this, this has got to be it. This, I, it sounds so familiar. It all sounds fucking familiar, though. This cock is so big.
2: Yeah. In the new
0: it. All right. So go ahead. <laughs> We're all related, through Liam. <laughs> and lastly, Liam Nees' cock is so big. How big is it? In the new it.
1: I hear it, but I don't I mean, know if I can hear you. I'd have to put it on with, with, earfo- with earbuds, because right now it's running off the speaker on the phone. But
0: Well, because that was the last one, that's when the one really everyone screams, so you'd probably hear me in the first one. Oh, of- okay.
1: I thought you said it was the last one you really... Put it in.
0: Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? His urologist is a Sherpa.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, anyway, I'll 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 see if I can, because I can later on. I can superimpose that with the actual audio, sure. I can try to play with it. But um, well, that's that's awesome. You got to do that. I have, I have missed them both three times now. Because have been to Philly, and I... Well, here's the thing. Alright, so... I'm not going to trivialize your anxiety situation or anything like that. But I do have issues with doing things on my own. So going to... I generally don't like going out on my own. So, like, even just going out to the bar or going to, you know, a concert. I've gotten to a point where I can go to a movie by myself. I actually prefer it. But... For the most yep. part, I don't like going out alone. And I I have always been, even before I started losing friends over the last year or so, the oddball of my friends. Like, sure. none of them have tattoos. None of them have piercings. I, I'm not, like, loaded up, but I have a tattoo of my ears pierced, you know. Um no one really listens to the music I listen to. No one really watches the stuff that I listen to. There's a there's a crossover and you know, and things, but for the most part, like like my a guy I used to be real close with, he he introduced me to Metallica and Metal, but I took it a whole nother level and got into like things like Lamb of God and Slipknot and bands like that. And the heaviest he ever went was like Metallica Megadeth, Guns N' Roses sure and actually swung back the other way and started listening to stuff like Jason Mraz and things like that but anyway the the point being is that no one in my world I I could have begged and pleaded people to go with me to Babylon and they would have been like no nah, no nah, no interest in seeing that you know what I mean
0: and yeah I, you, I was the same I was the same guy
1: yeah and like Deb Deb would go but they haven't I think they've been here once, and we just didn't have the money, because tickets were like 50 bucks a pop, I think.
0: They were $79 um, out here in San Jose.
1: For the Babylon or the Q&A?
0: Both of them. They were 79 per ticket. So, that means Maxwell spent like $200.
1: Yeah, that's... Yeah. So... And actually, then, and like then some
0: for everything else. So, well, more that's, like that's three, the reason why I was like, I felt like a little princess.
1: Well, Yeah, well, and that's... I mean, I'm... Yeah, so we just didn't have the the money to to go over and do that plus i listen even though i work in philadelphia cuz i we're we're literally a stone throw from philadelphia in jersey that's the part of jersey i mean
0: and so you 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 represent both ralph and kevin
1: that, yeah that's when i heard ralph was from philadelphia i lost my shit because i already was a fan of Kev's. and Kev dogs on my part of jersey pretty hard and when you listen talk about it you know, and mm-hmm. unbeknownst to him, they talk about that flea market they go to in Collingwood. Right. You've heard yeah. Them talk about yeah. That. Yeah. I grew up in a town called Collingswood. There's an S in there. Uh-huh. That's further south. So it's not the same town they're talking about. But like it's, you know, hearing them talk about this i like there's a better one fucking, you know, like an hour south that you're <laughs> dogging on because it's what? too far south.
0: But I've also heard that's also a Jersey thing where they'll add an S sometimes. So they would be talking about Collingwood, but they'll also say Collingswood without meaning to.
1: Right. But this is legitimately two different locations because I looked it sure, up. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but that happened. So yeah, they, they dog on my part of my part of the state. But to be fair, as a Jersey native, I will tell you right now, if you're familiar with the layout of the state, there was an actual petition at one point that didn't get enough signatures to split the state in half right at Trenton and make it two different States because North and South Jersey do not like each
0: other. No, it's, it's, it's its own little civil war. Half the time is what I've heard.
1: No, not half the time. All the time. All the time. Okay. You just, and, and it's, and it's split on a multitude of things, but, you know, things like Eagles, Giants, Flyers, Devils, you know, a lot of sports right. stuff, um, I, you know, but it's it's also just attitude. Everyone south of Trenton has the Philly attitude and the Philly accent, and, you know, that whole it's thing. So
0: it's so weird that you brought that up, because like when I think of a New Jersey accent, I don't think of because you don't really have a hardcore Jersey accent.
1: Well, it depends on what you consider to be a Jersey accent. Like if you're talking Tony I, Soprano, I, I that's
0: l- That's abnormal. I would I, I would attribute a Jersey accent to like someone like you know like like a, like basically a hard New York accent.
1: Yeah, see that's northern Jersey. That's Yes. Yeah.
0: So there was that you know that fucking guy um Nuggets? No. There's this YouTube personality Named Jesse Ridgeway. And he does this whole. I mean, unfortunately, he sucked me in and then I got really, like, pissed off of his channel. Um, He's, like, 23, 24 years old. And he does this whole series of um, Psycho Family movies. Psycho Family series. Okay. He's the kid that his dad, like, shredded all his Xbox games with a fucking lawnmower.
1: oh (laughs) Ooh.
0: And you get sucked in because you're like, this guy is his family's fucking crazy. His dad's always like, I don't want you playing video games, and like Jesse's all about playing video games and being on YouTube and Twitch and all that shit. And then you find out it's all bullshit. It's all fake. Like oh, every it's all video, bullshit. Is-
1: That's all fucked what? up. I didn't. I didn't realize that it was bullshit. That's so. It's all just stuff he made up.
0: It's all stuff he made up, and his argument is that, like, oh, I'm an entertainer. I, I'm, I'm going to entertain you, and I have to um, come up with content. But he he sucks you in. But the whole point of this is that he lives in South Jersey, and it looks very – he calls it East Bumblefuck because it's very, like, country.
1: Yeah, if he's down near, like, the Vineland area, that wouldn't surprise me because it's just fields upon fields.
0: So Yeah. But he doesn't have an accent. And that's what threw me off. I was like, what the fuck? I'm I'm so used to like hearing the Sopranos accent. I'm like, you know, lit all the gabagool. Like that's what I think of a fucking New Jersey accent. Right. So it was so that was my first forte. I'm like, wow, New Jersey's New Jersey's don't always sound like, you know, fucking like they're auditioning for the Sopranos or the Jersey Shore or or shit like that. So well, to be fair, that was my first Kevin. Forte. I'm sorry?
1: So to be fair, neither does Kevin.
0: Um, He doesn't have it, but he has the um, he says Jersey phrases like the like there's I mean, I can't think of one at the top of my head, but there'll be times where he'll like say something that's obviously a New Jersey thing to say or like I've seen him do the New Jersey fist bump.
1: Oh, well. OK, so hold on, because I have to stop you right there. Jersey Shore is not, 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 not New Jersey, okay? Tell me how you
0: really feel, CJ Jesus. No, that,
1: that shit pissed me the fuck off. And what really pissed me off was that I knew people from this state that liked it. You're out of your fucking minds.
0: See, I was upset by that based on the fact that I'm like, this is not how Italians really are.
1: Well, there's that too. Yes.
0: So I was more pissed off of like they're making Italians look like a joke again. Like we got some. Like we were Italians are always given shit based on like, hey, they're in the mafia, or hey, it's Super Mario, or hey, you know, it's right. You know, hey, you want the pizza pie? Like, we always sound like a bad Borat imitation. And then, like, we got some, we, like, all of a sudden Italians are respected, and I think a lot of it was because of Sopranos, where, yeah, it shows them being super fucking, you know, murderous, thieving scumbags, but at the same time, it's like, it's all about family. Right. So, we all of a sudden got some credibility, and then Jersey Shore just shit
2: all over it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, at that point in my life, I didn't know I was Italian. I hadn't found my heritage yet, so... I just looked at it from the the Jersey aspect of it.
0: So, did you embrace your Italian identity, or did you like you're like oh, okay, I'm Italian?
1: I, yeah, I mean, it was it was more like that because I was raised German, and I don't want to. The, the biggest thing I wanted. Was... I can't.
0: I, I can't hear you because I live next to that uh, transit situation, so. Bart passed by, and every time it does, it fucks with the feedback. So just say, no. say what you just said again.
1: No, I said I was waiting for that to pass because I could hear it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, when, when I found out I was adopted, the one thing that I made a conscious decision, oh, not when I found out I was adopted, but when I found my biological family, the one thing I, or even when I decided to do the search for them, the one thing I decided I didn't want to do is make that who I was. You know, just because I I had 32 years of being who I was, why did that suddenly make me somebody else? You know, I didn't want to dismiss my upbringing, my heritage that I was adopted into, and and the family that took very good care of me for 32 years. You know, sure. So when I got the details of who I am, you know. Italian, Greek, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was excited about it, and then they answered a few questions that I had, but didn't. I didn't. I didn't shun it, but I certainly didn't embrace it. Like, okay, now I'm Italian. I mean, I am. I I am Italian, and I will say those words, but I'm not. Not German you either. You don't, if that you don't makes sense. feel Italian, right? I yeah. I, I right. That's a good way to put it. But I. But it does explain a few things that I didn't know. You know. And I'm not saying stereotypical shit, I'm talking about, like, like I'm the only person in my family that loves Italian food, and I've loved it since I was a child, and I am have a what, feeling that's DNA.
0: <laughs> what part of your fucking family doesn't like Italian? Who the fuck doesn't like Italian food? It's not that they
1: don't, but I love it, and they're, they're okay with it, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> they're okay with it. Oh yeah, we like Italian food, I like pizza. Like, pizza's not Italian, first of all.
1: No, I'm talking about, uh, no, I, no, I love pizza, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about different forms of pasta. Penne, farfalle, you know, I
0: can never say the uh, word Hey, hey, farfalle. I, thank you. Well,
1: I'm going to fuck it up. That's fine. You can correct me. But like any kind of pastas and, and different sauces and, you know, things like that and whatever.
0: I'm going to give you the, the first little Italian on, lesson on, I can give you. Time,
1: it does look small. Shit. Dev's making a. We bought a frozen pizza for dinner. She's ironically enough. Well, if we need more food, I'll go out and get something, honey. But go ahead. You Hold on. Do you want to, uh, do you want to put that back in the freezer just to order something from Goodies? Would you prefer? All right. Put it back in the freezer. We'll order from Goodies when I'm done. Go ahead.
0: Uh, your first little Italian lesson is.
1: This, I'm listening. Go.
0: Go ahead. Farfalle does not mean bow tie.
1: Okay. Well, that's what the box says. I <laughs> don't.
0: It's not bow ties. Farfalle means butterfly. Okay, well, I can see. Yeah. I can see that. So whenever someone says, oh, we're making bow tie pasta, I'm like, fuck you, you fucking fuck. Okay. I,
1: I so I, I,
0: I have like Italian Tourette, So like I have to correct <laughs> people when it comes to like, like, oh, would you like some bolognese? I'm like, you mean bolognese? Sure. That sounds better than bolognese. Where the fuck a bolognese is?
1: <laughs> well, okay, see, and that's where you're going to get me because I, I don't do the proper pronunciations and all that and because I don't know them. I wasn't raised on it.
0: All right, let me ask you this. What, what do you call red red sauce? The Italian, what, what do you call red sauce? Sauce? No, I mean, like, is it marinara or is it marinara? A marinara. Yeah, marinara.
1: No, actually, Italians don't call it gravy. There was a big thing about that. I read that. Dev's jumping in here.
0: Um, that's, a, Jersey, that's
1: a Jersey thing. That's a Jersey, yeah. Pennsylvania thing. That's not an Italian thing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's an Italian Jersey thing. It, well, it's really a mobster thing.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. didn't they say that in The Godfather, too? I'm being serious. I don't remember.
0: No, no. They do say it in Godfather, but they heavily in, uh, use it in Goodfellas more. And for the record, if you're ever going to make – if you're ever going uh, to cook – do you cook?
1: off and on i'm not the i do enjoy it but i'm not the greatest cook
0: i'll give you at some point i'll either do it now or i'll do it later i'll give you a great recipe for great because my dad was a chef and my dad ran italian restaurants and and my brother runs restaurants so like i i would i i know how to cook hi everyone stephanie here with
2: a few thank yous and fyi's on how you can get in touch with and follow pot oh yeah and the guys Let's start with a huge shout-out thanks to Dubbed in English for the opening theme music, 96 Reasons. If you're trying to find them online, they've dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> Just kidding. But no, really, their music is offline now, so send an email request to podaskew at gmail.com or CJ's Twitter handle at m underscore blade, and he'll throw you a copy of the full song and or the whole EP, Plan 9. Also, let's give a big thanks to Samuel Lemons for our closing music theme, Askew. I encourage you to discover more of Samuel's masterfully manipulated rhythms on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com Samuel-Lemons. I don't know how you're listening to this now, but you can find other Pod Askew episodes in several places, starting with iTunes and Stitcher, where a quick high star rating from you goes a long way in helping us hit the top of the charts. Or you may prefer Google Play Music. Don't want to be strapped down by an app? Then find us on podcast search engine, Listen Notes. Type in P-O-D-A-S-K-E-W, yes, that's all one word, into any of the aforementioned searches and Podeskew will pop right up on whatever screen you're using. And of course, there's our founding site that started it all, Podcast Garden, at www.podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash By the by, if you're looking to host your own show, Podcast Garden is the ideal place for all your podcast hosting needs at a very affordable price. Now, if you want to agree with or yell at the guys directly, follow them and the show on Twitter for the show at Pod Askew, for Rico at Rants Rico, and again, CJ is at M underscore Blade. Finally, let's not forget our biggest thank you is to you for listening, subscribing, rating on iTunes and Stitcher, and promoting our show by being our fans. CJ and Rico truly appreciate your time, and look forward to bringing you another episode soon.
1: 37. Shut up. Jersey represent.